Hey there, demons. It's us, you girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Have you ever dreamed a dream in time gone by? Have in you ever dreams? had a dream when you, when, when you, when? <laughs> have, you, have you ever had a dream where I walked with you in dreams where I talked with you? Oh, no. <laughs> Roy Orbison and Susan Boyle. Thank you very much. We're talking about dreams. Yeah, it's the ephemeral, ethereal, just downright weird dreams. Yes. Is it really your brain processing the detritus of your day and of your life, trying to make sense of the nonsensical? Or are you a problem? (laughs) I wasn't sure what you were going to follow up with, but are you a problem was not on my list. Is it disappointing? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Or are you like, true though? (laughs) Good questions. It's like, is this normal or do I need to see someone? (laughs) The answer is probably in between. Yeah, a good hazy middle ground. Isn't life always? You know what? The gray area does not just encompass day-to-day life. It also encompasses your unconscious mind. Yes, the gray matter makes up the gray area. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> very violent dab i love it thank you yeah uh enthusiastic dabbing of approval the dab of approval so i guess to start us off here dear s tell me about your dreams in the general sense are they i i know that some people dream in black and white some dream in color some get really into it like where are you at The, (laughs) I guess the only appropriate description would be that you would think that this is like a tweaker dream. (laughs) Just a whole either, what do you call those? Like a lucid dream? A fever dream type. It, It sounds like something that someone who is just high off their rocker would tell you. (laughs) Okay. A lot of these dreams are so vivid, so sensory rich in the sense that they are in color. They're not Mm -hmm. in black and white. Sometimes I, I mean, I can almost feel what it is, like the the texture of things. If you touch something, the smell of things. So it sometimes is such a visceral experience and very overwhelmingly so, especially if it happens to be something negative or even akin to a nightmare that when I wake up, I'm actually like either quite upset or pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it leaves me sometimes thinking weeks or months later, even years later. Yes. Yeah. Have you had a similar experience with dreams? Absolutely. Ever since I was a kid, I have had very lucid, very realistic dreams. And Mm -hmm. I I use the term realistic very loosely. Okay. Because I can't actually fly, but I can fly sometimes in my dreams by flapping my arms very hard. Yes. But but I feel like I am flying. Like I can feel the burn Mm -hmm. in my arms. I can feel the wind in my face. I can 
physically touch things and, and objects in my dreams. And I can have things happen in my dreams that mm-hmm. are, are so crystal clear that I will wake up and think, did I dream that or did that happen? Like, is that a memory? Yes, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And a great question as well. True. You know, though most of the times I don't think it's a memory because half the time it's like your hands transform into like animorph shit or (laughs) (laughs) all of a sudden I look down and (laughs) have you ever had one of those dreams where you look down and all of a sudden you're naked and no one else realizes you're naked Everything else continues on how it normally would, but you are very aware, and the more aware you become, then other people start being aware. I yes. hate those. I hate those dreams. Yeah, I haven't had a dream like that ever until recently <laughs> about the nudity, and it's a horrendous feeling, or like, oh god, my legs aren't shaved, like, it's a whole damn winter's worth of growth, <laughs> you know, like... No shave November, but a few months, you know? Yeah. And I'm walking around in shorts with these legs out. Not that it matters. Body hair is nothing to be embarrassed about, but it's, like, uncharacteristic for me to flaunt it, especially at that stage of growth. Okay. So it's not something that I would be like, oh, look at these gams. Look at these leggies. (laughs) And I'm sitting there in a public space, either shaving my legs or sitting with these hairy legs, trying to cover them up. Oh, whoa. Yeah, or, gosh, dreams over the years, even being so far out of removed past school, you know, having completed my studies so long ago, Yeah, that I know I'm in school, and I know I'm supposed to be somewhere, but I don't have any of the necessary supplies, don't have a backpack, don't have notebooks, pencils, whatever, don't have a schedule, I don't know where anything is, I'm late for my class, and there's this weird nagging sense of urgency like you need to be somewhere yeah but the fear and anxiety of i don't even know where i'm supposed to be why am i so woefully unprepared yeah i literally every year first day of school from first grade all the way through my final year final semester of grad school the Mm first the night before the first day of school i i had the same at least um, theme of a nightmare of being late for class. And I mm-hmm. can't get a hold of anyone. I can't find where my class is supposed to be. I don't even know what class I'm supposed to get to, but I know I need to get there. Yes. And I I know that in the psych world, dreams are often argued and said that you can't actually remember your dreams, right? Memory is so finicky. Mm-hmm. But I remember the last late to class dream I had the ending right before I woke up was I was outside running across a lawn and it turned into quicksand. Oh no. That's... And I'm in the middle of this huge open space and it's all quicksand and I can't get out. And everyone else is just walking as if everything's cool. Everything's chill. I'm like, I, it's not, I'm dying. <laughs> yeah. I didn't shave my legs. I'm late for school. I don't have my schedule and also the grass is quicksand now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Have you ever experienced... Well, no, I guess this answers my own question because you said a similar theme year to school year. So you've had recurring dreams? It's... I don't have a memory of like the exact same dream. 
mm-hmm. happening again and again, but I have the same theme of a dream. Got so it. late to school or literally all through high school and middle school, I had the dream where people I cared about, my parents, my best friends, were taken from me and I would have to find them. Like Saw oh, style. <laughs> like, oh no. And I've never even seen the Saw movies, but it was always mazes. I'd have to go through tests and mazes to try and get people back. And I would always be able to hear them screaming for help. Oh, and so that was that was always a fun one, but it was always something different. But that's mm-hmm. what the end goal was. Okay. So you you felt in your bones like you you knew you had this purpose of I got to find and help this person. Mhm. Have you ever had dreams where they would be years apart and when they finally occurred it would be a continuation of that previous dream from whenever it initially occurred? Ooh. No, have you? I have. And it was such a weird experience. I remember my childhood home. Uh-huh. Um the previous owner was a much older person who couldn't navigate stairs, so there was mm-hmm. an attic and a basement. Both mm-hmm. were unfinished. This person only lived on the middle floor of the house. Okay. And so because the basement wasn't used, it was totally unfinished. Essentially, D what it used to be was one open concrete room. With one of those light bulbs hanging from the ceiling where you like oh, click, click. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was when I was a kid. And I remember th- these vivid dreams of like skipping down the stairs, but I'm like floating. So I'm not, you know, actually f- tumbling, not at risk of hurting myself on these stairs. Yeah. And there's a light down the stairway, but then I get to the basement and I remember in the dream my eyes adjusting to the darkness. And there being a woman in the far corner, diagonal from the very bottom of the stairs. And okay. she her back is turned to me and she's facing the corner. Oh. And that was like, oh gosh, I think I was single digits old then. But for whatever reason, the dream has really stuck with me. Yeah. And years later, well over 10 years, I had another dream that I was alone in the house, the same childhood house. And it was nighttime. And the living room blinds were slightly cracked, so it was light from the street lamps shining into the house. Mm-hmm. And I knew no member of my family was in the house, but I knew I wasn't alone uh, in the house. Uh, who? Okay. So I hear thumping coming from the basement, and I open the door. And mind you, it's pitch black, aside from the street light. Lamp, you know, light from the street lamps coming in through the house through these blinds, yeah, which are just like a crack open. It's pretty dark, and I see the same woman crawling up the stairs on all fours, like this Girl, rabid animal. I yeah, just picked my feet up from the ground. I do not even want to be sitting on the bed I'm sitting on right now. That just gave yeah. me shivers. Oh yeah, believe me. Sometimes when I think about it, it was the most. It was just creepy and. I remember trying to close the door. I was pushing my whole body weight against it. And she was hitting the head. She was fighting back by hitting the door with her head. She was literally headbutting the door while she's still on all fours. And the dream ended is that she managed to open the door with her head. I fell back, you know, like totally on my butt and her reaching for me. And I still couldn't see her face. Yeah. And that was the end of the dream. Ugh. Fast forward 
a few years later, no. so this was around five years, where I am running up the stairs to the attic. And anyone who watches horror movies will know, like, you don't go to a space where you can't run out of. Yeah. And what's so ironic about this is that there was an entryway door in the living room, and I literally passed it to run up the stairs. I could have just run out of the house yeah, to safety, to an open space, and I didn't do that. I ran upstairs to the attic where there was just windows, so unless I wanted to leap out of a window out of either end of the house, oh my the God. attic, it would have been great. But And I remember running up the stairs and, like, screaming to, like, God or whoever was listening, like, please make it stop, please make it stop. And that's how the dream ended that the the third part, if you will. Oh, okay. And the fourth part was two years after that, where when I by the time I ran upstairs to the attic, this person was already up there. And what's so funny is that I told a friend in grad school in my cohort about this dream. And she said, what if that person is you? You know, I was thinking that this entire time because you kept saying Mm -hmm. you never saw her face. And I was going to ask you once you got through part four, if they had any similar characteristics of people you knew. Mm -hmm. And what's so funny is yes and no, because I remember when I finally got up to the attic and... I wasn't afraid anymore. It's like the panic, like a switch instantly off. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was this acceptance, like you're in a space where you can't run from this. Were you running from yourself? Who knows? Yeah. But it was definitely one of the weirdest dream sequences over the course of my life. The fact that it was so continual that I still was able to recall each part years between And that I haven't had a dream like that since. So that ended right in our, like, last year of grad school. Did you think that you might not have been afraid anymore also because that could have been your safe place? I don't know. I don't know if it was just, like, an acceptance of, you know what, I gotta face my fear. Because all that time I spent running Mm -hmm. away from this woman, this mystery woman, to the point where... If it is, in fact, me, maybe I. it's like making peace with yourself. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I mean, dreams are so funny because I, I feel like you get the two camps of folks who are either in support of dreams and that there is some kind of symbolism mm-hmm. in there. But then there are other people where it's like, it's just a dream. It doesn't matter. Which, yeah. like, fair enough. If I'm like rollerblading with a whale you know um, (laughs) and we're setting off fireworks and causing mischief like that's not likely to happen which is unfortunate but you know in those moments you're like yeah totally dreams are just dreams and then other things you know there's something to it like there's some kind of meat to it that you should be paying attention some kind of detail in here yeah have you ever had that oh absolutely i so my dreams are also acid trips. They, my <laughs> dreams are infamous of jumping place to place to place to place to place. My okay. dreams very rarely ever start and end in a cert, like in one location. Like a linear storyline. Right. There is, there mm-hmm. is no linearity in my dreams except 
the people sometimes I'll have dreams where like a person mm-hmm. I'm with a person the entire time. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to have dreams <laughs> back in college and grad school and actually one fairly recently where I'm with some of my cohort from high school, like some of my mm-hmm. friends from high school and we're like solving crimes or trying to escape <laughs> something that's taking over the town. Yeah. And the only thing that stays similar is like, me and one of my homegirls, that's it. It's just the two of us against the world. And then I'll wake up and go, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what kind of t- Thelma and Louise bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> but I I will sometimes wake up and there are certain things that were so weird, but they stood out so clearly that I'll mm-hmm. I'll write them down and try and look them up later to see if there is any meaning behind it. Because like, like one, and the only reason, people, I'm remembering some of these is because I do write them down in my notes um, on my phone. And one dream I had a few months ago, I was on a horse running through a bog. And someone was running either with me or after me. And oh, I got to this place and I You opened- better find out quick whether they're with you or after you. <laughs> I, I opened the door and I go into this kitchen and there's durian. Sitting on the table. Like the Asian... Like, yeah, the, the fruit. Thing that smells bad? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've never even seen a durian in person. I've never experienced it. But it was there. And like that was like a, a key focus in my dream. And so I woke up going, the fuck does that mean? And so every <laughs> now and then some weird like... Uh-huh. It was very clear that I needed to see that or know that that was there. And has no fit with the rest of the story. So I'll write those down. Totally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you ever had dreams where you're being chased after something or someone, but for the life of you, you can't run quickly? Mm-hmm. And if you punch them, it literally does nothing. Girl, I was you about feel to say. <laughs> like, you feel like you're just covered in... Like, some kind of heavy muck. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially the punching one, because my brain, I do have some logic, even though I'm in a dream, right? Mm -hmm. Of, okay, I can't get away, then I'm going to fight, right? Like, instinct almost kicks over, like. Yeah. And so I'll turn around and I'll go to hit, and, like, the begin of the swing is good. And then Mm -hmm. I get, like, three inches from their face, and my fist just goes through slow motion. And they're still moving at a normal speed. And they just look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, what is happening? I can't hit you. So frustrating. And the helplessness Mm -hmm. one feels in those moments. Yeah. I I don't know what it is. I'm sure some dreams are just like the durian fruit. (laughs) If the durian fruit you know, upon either your escape from whatever it was chasing after you or the travels of with a companion, if the durian fruit were, for instance, to grow a face and then hiss at you, okay. (laughs) But the fact that it was just a simple durian fruit just sitting on the table. Yeah. And that's how it ended. You gotta wonder. I had dreams recently where, okay, I wanted to put a nail through my head. What? And I, like, through the front of my skull, right here, into my forehead. You you had the drive to do that? Yes, for whatever okay. reason, I was like, 
this is something I need to do. And I could feel the pressure of breaking through my skin, Mm -hmm. breaking through some of the skull. Because, you know, the skin and the skull are much – the skull is thicker, the skin is thinner. Mm -hmm. And then I could feel it in my brain, like slowly starting to go through the brain. And for the life of me, I couldn't, like – get past a certain point it just was physically hard for me to do that and you would think that oh if there's like a traumatic brain injury she would lose some of her faculties either like you know mobility or my ability to formulate thoughts and language Mm -hmm. but i was still cognizant of it and i remember seeing a friend of mine there and telling him like can you please help me out with this i'm really struggling but i need to do this And it was very weird because as deep as the nail went, nothing happened. Yeah. But I could feel the pressure and I anticipated even in my dream, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to black out any minute. And that didn't happen. There was no blood, which was also unusual. I was still lucid and cognitive or like cognizant of what was happening. Like my cognitive faculties were intact. What? It was... One of the more disturbing dreams I've had recently, and I find that I have been going through a period of change, just like vocationally, living space and everything, and there's much more stress. So when I'm stressed, I tend to have nightmares more frequently. Yeah. But it was just such a weird dream that I was intentionally trying to off myself, and for whatever reason felt... It wasn't a compulsion, but it was this weird knowledge, like, this is something I have to do. Huh. Yeah, not necessarily that I was actively trying to die. Yeah, just like I need, there's something either in my brain or in my head, and I have to put this this nail in there, and maybe it'll fix it, or maybe something will happen. Yeah, yeah, it it was really weird. And the fact that I was like, I'm not dying, why am I not dying? Huh. See, that's... I <laughs> the other kind of common dream I have is nowhere near as deep and intense as that. Yeah, it was really scary. Cuz my <laughs> funny enough, before I say this, my mom and I were talking months ago, and she made this comment that she had this weird dream, and it was the same fucking thing that I dream about all the time. And she said she dreams about it all the time. I'll let you in on the secret, okay? We have sure. to go to the bathroom. And there are no bathrooms. Like, we either have to go one or two, and, like, we need to go now. And right. we're running, and we're trying to find it. Like, there was one time I had to go to the bathroom in this dream. And I, I find the bathrooms in this public building. And I open the door, and there's a single bucket sitting on the floor that you're supposed to use. And I went... It's a bathroom. What? And so then I'm like, well, fuck it. I have to go. So I sit down on this bucket. Immediately, It the room changes and I'm in my grandmother's house and the room is full of people. And I'm like... on the floor. What (laughs) is happening? Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what? That is probably more terrifying than my nail through the head dream. That is far more terrifying, admittedly. (laughs) But yeah, 
I was, my mom made some comment. She's like, I had to go to the bathroom and I couldn't. And then I woke up and I didn't have to go. It was only in the dream. And I went, that happens to me all the time. I've never dreamt about something like that. Really? No. Oh, man. That's wild. I mean, I don't know which one of us has it worse. Like, (laughs) trying to, to go do your business or your mom and not being able to find the space and items you need to do relieve that need or me like sitting there fully with a big thick ass like nail through my <laughs> skull being like it is what it is see and I, I i don't know have you ever been able to lucid dream though where you realize mid dream that you are dreaming and you are supposed to be in control of the dream a handful of times a very small handful or i have the awareness but just don't act upon it. Okay. Yeah. How about you? See, I have a handful of times as well, but I am almost never able to act upon it. Interesting. Like I know that I'm dreaming and Mm -hmm. I distinctly remember this one time, again, I was in a fight as I always am in my dreams and I tell the <laughs> bad person. Fighting for my right to use the bathroom or fighting someone else. Yeah, and I tell the person, you have no control here because this is my dream. And they laughed at me and said, oh, yeah, watch me. And I still couldn't do anything. And I'm like, I woke up going, well, that's that, I guess. I'm fucked no matter what. That is so frustrating. And for all the listeners... Our auditory viewer, darlings, <laughs> listening to this and being like, I hope there's a psychoanalyst or someone trained in psychoanalysis sitting and listening to this because these two people have a problem. Oh my God, please. I would love to invite a dream psychologist onto the show and talk with them and be like, is this a problem? Should I be talking about this with my therapist? <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know about you, but sometimes, like, just out of curiosity, especially if it's something really unusual or whatnot that I've dreamed about that I just have to Google it, Mm -hmm. and sometimes you get these crazy conflicting things where one response is like, this is a great omen, be prepared for blah, 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 (laughs) and then other ones, it's like, you or someone you know is going to die, and... Your car is going to be filled with circus peanuts and your muffler is going to blow up and send you into space. (laughs) Yeah, it's every now and then, you know, I used to look some things up and it it is wildly, this is a great thing. This shows this or Mm -hmm. it'll be neutral of you're dreaming this because you're super stressed or because you have a big change happening coming up or you're dying. Like, that's it. It's a it's a WebMD bullshit. Like, <laughs> I was gonna say WebMD. It all ends with death. <laughs> um, so I, a, a bit of um, a jump here in dreams, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to. I will mm-hmm. preface this now. Have you ever had spicy dreams, though, where you are experiencing, like, all of this? Like, it's very real. Yes. Okay. Same. And I would, yeah. It, <laughs> and I don't know, this probably answers my question too, but it's not necessarily like a wet dream in the male sense. No. Yeah. But the, the physicality of it and the intimacy of it, you're like, this feels very real. It's hitting all the senses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I, if you, I'm going to put myself on blast. I had a slightly spicy dream the other night. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down because when I woke up to my alarm, I was very mad (laughs) that my alarm woke me up. (laughs) Classic. Classic. It cock blocked you. So it's, it's me and this person. Here's the thing also. I don't know if this is just my asexuality or what. I never see the face of the person who's flirting with me. That's interesting. In my dreams, I do see the face. It is It is a very rare occurrence that I actually see the face of the person that I'm talking with or or whatever is happening, right? Mm-hmm. So this is, <laughs> this is the premise. I distinctly remember I'm taking photos dressed as Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> cosplay. Show me your ankles. <laughs> Okay, so we're cosplaying, right? We're trying to take these pictures. And people keep getting in the background, and I'm getting annoyed. Like, I'm getting super annoyed that people cannot clearly see these amazing cosplayers trying to get photos together, right? Yes. (laughs) And the person I'm with says, if you're going to be so frustrated, then let me know, and we'll be frustrated and angry together. Because they're having a great time. They don't realize I'm getting pissed. Yeah. So we're still trying to figure out how to take photos, and they tell me to stand in front of them and pretend they're whispering something in their ear, because then it'll be like a smaller shot, I'm assuming, right? Okay, makes sense. And so I stand there, like I stand in between their legs to, to talk to them or whisper in their ear, pretend, right? And I feel their arms come around me, like I can feel them touching me. Mm-hmm. And... I'm still like, oh my god, they have my back. So I say, when you ask me something like that, what else am I supposed to say besides I love you? And they... (laughs) They go like, do you ever feel when someone just goes completely still? Yes. Yeah, no breath, no anything. Absolutely. And that's what happens. They go dead still. And I have a feeling, looking back on it, that I had never said that to them before. Uh huh. So I basically just confessed my feelings while we're cosplaying Elizabeth and Darcy trying to take pictures. <laughs> Damn, son. And so they they pick me up and say mine, which again is like such a cliche bullshit thing, right? Whatever, <laughs> whatever. And then they say something else, and I don't catch what they say, and so I say what, and they they pick me up and they look at me, and my fucking alarm goes off. Oh, you were about to go to Pound Town. I was like, are you kidding me? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that, that'll do it. That'll do it. So that was... I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and say it because that was still like... I wrote that down because I am now thinking I need to write a story with that in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I <laughs> Can I tell you something really weird? Yes. So I also had a dream. It was not... Of a spicy nature. Okay. But there was this person in there, and I don't know this person, mind you, right? Mm-hmm. Totally unknown person to me, but for whatever reason, I felt very drawn to this person. There were, like, groups of people at any given time, but for whatever reason, this person really stuck out to me yeah. in the dream. And at some point, he confessed his feelings. Mm-hmm. He said, well, don't you know I love you? Yes. And I said, I don't believe you. 
Uh-huh. And there was this pause, again, the stillness, the pause. And I said, I see no lust in your eyes. Oh, so, oh wow. <laughs> so that, you know, this was something beyond lust. Yeah. And then the dream ended. No. Because, of course. <laughs> Girl, oh my god. I'm so glad yeah. someone else experiences these cock blocks where I'm like, I need to know where the story was going. What was my brain going to say next? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lift these bloomers up, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> oh, man. Looks absolutely ravishing. Oh, Keep the top hat on. <laughs> it was a wild, like, and it was full period dress, too. Like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> See, look at us suffering (laughs) see i would i would much rather put my vivid lucid dreams to work in a fun manner and not i'm running from a killer manner totally totally (laughs) i'm being chased by a woman that was living in my basement for years i had when i was a kid my dad was watching lake placid oh And I came into the living room and I said, what are you watching? And he said, Lake Placid, it's about alligators. At the time, my greatest love was Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. So I went, oh, alligators, that's going to be cool. I sit down, I look up and it's the cow scene where it comes out of the lake and eats the cow and takes it back into the water. For sure. And I had nightmares for years afterwards Mm -hmm. of a giant alligator coming after me. (laughs) Like, years. Yeah, yeah. Like, I I know that's the way of nature, you know, and and the predatory cycle. But when you see, like, these ginormous, exaggerated animals Mm -hmm. just wrecking havoc, it's like watching Deep Blue Sea or Jaws and then being like... (laughs) I'm going to take a shower and close my eyes. Do you, have you ever had dreams where you are witnessing, and I know you kind of said this with the nail, but like you're witnessing your body doing something and you either can't feel it or you're not the one doing it? I'm pretty sure at some point, both of those things have happened in my dreams. Okay. Or it's like, I'm almost watching it kind of like an out-of-body experience, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Those those are the wildest ones, because I I have had dreams before where I'm almost just trapped, and I'm a, I'm a third-party viewer in my own brain. But are you like, is your body catatonic? Like, you want to move because you're aware of what's happening, but you just can't do so? Or is it literally like you are viewing it from this outside wherever it is? It's... I'm... <laughs> I'm there, I'm present in the body, but I'm not controlling the body. Okay. Like, that, that's even more terrified, like a locked-in syndrome, which yes. is an actual thing. I am fully there. I know I'm there, but mm-hmm. I am not the one who's making my body move. It's a really weird situation. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't, I don't like those dreams. <laughs> yeah. And... I mean, I think so many things, especially in those moments where there is a loss of control, either of a situation, especially of our own bodies, often ties to stress or 
you know, some kind of underlying unresolved anxieties that we may carry with ourselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> relatable <laughs> content. Um, but it's... On, on one thing, I think it's good because it's a sign that your body is, in fact, telling you when your mm. mind is supposed to be at rest. No, yeah. in fact, I am under duress. I'm really distressed. <laughs> and then, on the other hand, you're just like... Fuck, I can't get peace at any time <laughs> when I'm awake or not. <laughs> I I had that exact thought at the last job I worked at, at my last location, and we had these two regulars who were dickheads, and they mm. showed up in my dream, and I came to work the next day, and I'm like, I can get no break from these dickheads. Like, God Yeah, rent-free. That's the def- definition of living rent-free in your head. I was so mad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes I'm like, is this a sign to better deal with these kinds of things? Yeah. Or is it just something that we can't control? Right. And sometimes, you know, you have to think, is this because I am going, I'm I'm under duress during the day? Or is mm-hmm. it simply, I didn't have enough water today. So now my brain is like fried. And it's just. Oh, no. <laughs> I, de- I can't blame certain things on dehydration, like the nail through the head. I'm just like, that's. No. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I, I will say another thing, though, that has happened to me while I've been dreaming mm-hmm. is I have a safe house in my dream that mm. during really intense nightmares where I am running for my life and I there is no escape right Mm -hmm. I'll blink and it'll be that thing again where I change scenes and I'm at my grandparents house Uh uh-huh which is where my parents live now but it's before it was renovated so it still has the orange shag carpet and like Uh all of the old furniture and I I'll like almost walk into this room and I'll turn around and there's no one else it's just me and I'm like, interesting. I'm safe now. Nothing can touch me here. It's like a weird snapshot moment in your life of this particular time period where the particular people that lived there, your grandparents at the time, it gave you probably a lot of comfort. So the fact that in your brain it reverts to that time mm. is, I think, also very indicative of you know what that place meant to you. Well, and also my senior year of of high school, my parents moved and they lived in, they lived in a city. So I moved in with my other grandparents for my Mm -hmm. last year. And I had a key though, to the other grandparents' house. They had both Mm -hmm. passed by now. So the house was just empty and it was kind of waiting for family to figure out what they were going to do with it. I see. So I would spend... Like, every afternoon in the winter over at that house because it was mm-hmm. easier and I had my own space and I didn't have to worry about other people or – because my grandparents had a dog and the house that they lived in was pretty small, which is common. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have enough room to do my own things, to do my homework, to have, like, my own space. Yeah. And so I'd go over to the other grandparents' house where no one mm-hmm. lived and I had snacks in the fridge and, like, that was just where I went. And so – carrying into adulthood in my dreams now it's like i have that core memory of or the feeling of this means safety 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it is often said that things in our formative years, especially early infancy, childhood in general, kind of sets the trajectory for so many things as far as oh, how yeah. we bond with other people, how we cope with difficulties, and just mm-hmm. in general manage our emotions, the relationships we form. So, you know, again, it, it's yet another kind of snapshot of that security and the attachment there. Yeah. Has that ever popped up at any of your dreams where you had like a place that you could go to? You know what? Not necessarily. I've I've dreamed about my childhood home outside of, you know, with the woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would hope it's so. The basement woman. <laughs> and, and and folks, it's not like the movie Barbarian or anything like that. You know, nothing just horrendous like that. But yeah, there were positive things that happened, you know, at the house in my dreams. There were negative things that happened where yeah. I was mad or frustrated, whatever. And then places, and this kind of leads me to my next question, where at the moment, it seemed like a random place. But then years later, I was like, I think I've been here before. <laughs> mm. Like full deja vu? Yeah, full deja vu is sometimes almost like this feeling of premonition. Ooh. And I don't know what it is. I can't tell you if that's true or not. But there there are those distinct moments of just this alertness of, or even realization that I feel like I've been here before. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even physically possible that I was. Oh, Yeah. See, I've, I experienced deja vu all the frickin' time. Mm-hmm. The stupidest things, too. Like, mm-hmm. a conversation, or, like, a show that I watched, or mm-hmm. we're driving in the car, and I see a sign. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever had a dream that I would call a premonition dream. Mm-hmm. And I know... That deja vu is often described in the psychological sense of your brain, instead of making a short-term memory, made a long-term memory. Uh-huh, the crystallization process. Right, and so it it jumps tracks, and that's what gives you this feeling that you've experienced it before, because your brain is recording it as something you have experienced before versus something you have just done. Interesting. Have you ever had a deja vu moment that feels it had been repeated several times? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Which is really fucking weird, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. What uh, Do you have any that stand out to you that you've experienced? As far as deja vu moments? Yeah. I feel like it is sometimes it just in a very innocent way where I'm in a space in real life, in waking real life. Yeah. And get the feeling like, oh gosh, I've I've seen this place. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like you said, this conversation you're having with someone, and it's already the second or third instance of it repeating. And in those moments, it really makes me feel like it's this tweaker moment. <laughs> you know, like having never tried drugs, never been high, whatever. I imagine that's what it feels like, because sometimes I'm like, am I having a stroke? Like, what is this feeling? 
Do you And trying to make sense of it. Do you ever call it out? Like if you're with people and go, whoa, deja vu. You know what? I generally don't. Okay. Because then it leads into the process of, oh, well, what is that? And you got to explain and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I take note of it mentally. Like, I, I feel like this has happened at some point. See, I'm I'm the person that I have to say it out loud. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's my brain thinking you have to say it out loud to make sure you're not dreaming right now. Interesting. And so, but it, this is what kills me. Anytime I say it, the person, I'll, 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 I'll say, whoa, deja vu. Like, mm-hmm. this whole moment is deja vu. And the person mm-hmm. I'm with will say, what? What do you mean, what? This conversation, where we're physically sitting, where we're at, that is the whole thing. I feel like I have seen, done, and heard you say that before. Yeah, I. it seems to me that it's one of those kind of instinctual responses of people. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, you know, they're not the ones experiencing deja vu, so they're like, huh? I feel like if someone says, whoa, deja vu, the, the uh, response that I would give would be, which part? Like, uh-huh. what did I just say? Where we're at? Did something happen? Yeah. But most, at least for me, anytime I've experienced it, it's kind of like you said, it's an entire snapshot. The birds mm-hmm. in the sky, where we're located, the conversation we're having, the food we're eating, everything that just occurred has occurred previously. Yes. It's weird. And <laughs> and maybe you're much more inclined to say which part of, or ask which part of it, especially if you're someone who happens to remember their dreams, mm-hmm. shows an interest in them. If you're someone who forgets most, if not all, of their dreams upon waking or doesn't even dream, as some people say they don't, which what I'm, I'm sure fuck? is possible. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm sure, like, let's say if you uh, take certain medications or substances or whatever, I'm sure it dulls mm-hmm. the brain's ability to, you know, enter certain states of sleep or whatnot that maybe you're more likely to dream during. Yeah, have you then experienced kind of along those lines where you lay down, you close your eyes, your alarm's going off, and it has been yes. six it hours. Feels like, yeah, it feels like a minute, but uh-huh. it's actually been six hours. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Those are the worst, because <laughs> I get no I- rest. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, I am much more inclined to, if even just waking an hour or 30 minutes before I know I'm supposed to wake Mm -hmm. is much better than less than 10 minutes. (laughs) Literally, I've had times where I, I am, this is only when I am dead exhausted. Mm -hmm. I have been working hard all day because I used to work some physical labor jobs, whatever. I lay down in bed, I set my phone off to the side of my alarm, Mm -hmm. I close my eyes. My phone's going off. Not even five seconds later. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is what is happening? Did I set my alarm incorrectly? And I pick it up, and lo and behold, it's light outside. It's 8 a.m. I'm like, no! <laughs> Just start screaming. <laughs> have you... It's not fair. It, it isn't. And have you ever had moments where you wake up, and you were in the middle of a dream, and let's say, of course, it ended abruptly to some degree... But while you're awake, you still feel that 
stuff that happened in your dream is still kind of happening in real life. Like, girl. Okay, when I, for instance, when I was in grade school, I dreamt I had a particular poster on the ceiling in my room. And I've never had posters on the ceiling, right? But for whatever yeah. reason, the content of the poster, I was like, this is so cool. Like, I've never been able to manage to find a poster of this, blah, blah, blah. I woke up that morning, got ready for school, was a block out from my house and was like, that poster isn't even real. That was a dream. <laughs> And proceeded to be just crabby the rest of the day. <laughs> Have you ever woken up mid-sentence? No. Okay. I have. Uh-huh. Where I am talking to someone. They're right in front of me. We are having a two-way conversation. Mm-hmm. And my dreams are super vivid, super real. Yes. And I will be talking and answering them and I'll wake up still almost hearing them either respond or I'm still finishing what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, wait, what part's real? Is this real now or was that real? And I get like that that five second of where am I? <laughs> yes. It's very inception, you know, when at the end you're not sure if they were able to exit that state or not. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it feels like that. Um, so let me ask, because you said about the lack of faces. Now, is that true across all your dreams or most of them? No. So if I, it's really only with the spicy dreams. I wonder why. Why does it generalize I, the face to make it like this um, amb- ambiguous face? I don't know. And I don't know if it's because... Like, I've had dreams where something spicy was about to happen, and then I remember, you're not my husband. Ah, mm-hmm. And I, like, I physically don't recall, or I think that's my husband, mm-hmm. and then I get a look at their face and go, you're not my husband. Yeah. Even though they have none of the other characteristics with him either, but it's the face part. So uh-huh. maybe it's, like, my brain blocking that out but i don't i don't know it's weird and then i start to feel bad about it (laughs) right right even though it's a dream yeah it's it's weird right like it's almost as if your brain is going into like a security mode Mm -hmm. like oh something spicy might happen and it isn't necessarily mr d (laughs) so let's just throw in an ambiguous face this could be anyone (laughs) it's well that's just it it's not even an ambiguous it's not even an ambiguous face. I either, one, just never get a glance at it. Like oh, I don't get the chance to see that. Uh-huh. Or two, it just doesn't exist. It's like a one of those drawing dummies where it's just a blank. Yeah, or it's like their hair is like that anime bullshit where the hair is covering the eyes and so I can't actually see who it is. And there's no visible features as far as a nose, mouth. So, I mean, there might be a nose and a mouth, but I never see the full face. Like, I never get a uh-huh. full face-to-face moment. A face shot, yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't know, man. Because I've, I've heard about that, where it's either faces are non-existent or incomplete and off in some way, that you can't read stuff in your dreams, that just text doesn't exist. In my dreams, it does. Yeah, see, I... Someone made a comment, or I I saw a post online that said, why are phones never in our dreams? Mm -hmm. And someone had responded to that saying, my phone is in all of my dreams. My phone isn't. And it made me sit and think about my life for five minutes, thinking, I almost never 
have my cell phone on me in my dream. Other people have their cell phones. And so again, it's that situation of I'm trying to call someone or get a hold of someone. Mm -hmm. I have to ask to use their phone and then I can't figure out how to use their phone. Mm -hmm. But no, I, if it's, you know, my friends from high school or whatever, I know them. I see their face. We're ride or die. It's just, it's never, it's almost never a a partner in a spicy moment. There have been a few. <laughs> sure, sure. Because it has been with a specific person that I know exists. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I don't want to get into it because I don't want to put myself further on blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but <laughs> otherwise, no. I, I, it's only those moments I never see their face. Interesting. Well, I'm sure we've given the audience plenty to (laughs) self-diagnose us on. (coughs) Well, not self-diagnose, but actually diagnose or just be like, they are a problem. They are that problem they mentioned in the very beginning. And you might be right, but we will never know. Unless, again, we get a psychoanalyst on the show with us. And even then, everything they will say, I'm like, nope, you're wrong. (laughs) Well, dear S, do you have any final thoughts, opinions on dreams that need to be said? I think they're interesting, if not for, you know, any literal value. At least it's entertainment while you're asleep. How about you, Dee? Yeah, Yeah, I think it'd be fun to talk again about like actual meanings of dreams. And maybe we can look up a few things that we've written down and see if there's any meaning to them and just kind of dick around with it. But I am terrified. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, a subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, sweet dreams. Yes. <laughs>